0: Hi, I'm Ryan Miner. I'm the host of a Minor Detail podcast where it's all about Maryland. We have a no-holds-barred conversation featuring Maryland newsmakers and newsbreakers, journalists, reporters, politicos, politicians, policy wonks, prognosticators, political activists, organizers, community leaders, and so many more. Whew, man, that's a lot of peas. Here on A Minor Detail Podcast, we get to the bottom of every story. We talk about news and politics in an open and honest format. And we find the minor details because every detail matters. You can follow us on the web at a aminordetailpodcast.com and a aminordetail.com for the latest Maryland news and politics. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. And good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I hope everybody is having a successful day. This morning, I have the pleasure of having former Montgomery County Executive Candidate David Blair, who is joining me to talk about his new think tank. And it's a nonprofit called the Council for Advocacy and Policy Solutions. And I think I have David on the line. Hey, David, how are you?
1: Great, Ryan. How are you today? Hey, it's
0: good to hear from you. I don't think we've talked for a, a few months now, um, maybe around, uh, I guess, the campaign last year. How have you been?
1: Good. So, so um, busy. I mean, obviously, we've spent a lot of time trying to understand where we can have the biggest positive impact in Montgomery County. Um, you know, granted that um, we weren't successful um, with our race last year, and, um what we've come up with having you know dozens of meetings is that um, this advocacy and policy solutions organization is where we can best serve the community
0: david, you were you were seventy seven votes shy of the uh, becoming the next Montgomery county executive, of course, that contingent, of course, upon the general election, but it's it's tough for a republican candidate do you Do you want to reflect on the race that you ran and what you learned during that race that Ultimately help propel and launch your think tank
1: Sure so um, so one incredibly grateful for the campaign. Um, it was a life-changing experience, and I have no regrets it was and and probably the biggest um, takeaway from it was the you know hundreds if not thousands of individuals that I met, and such a um, wonderful appreciation for the challenges we have here and the opportunities we have here in the county. And I use a lot of those conversations and learnings to um, develop this, this council for advocacy and policy solutions.
0: David, um, it's close. So close. And you, you were a first time candidate. You were up against some heavy hitters that were part of our political system and local government for, for quite some time. And now you said in a statement that you released um, that you're looking for how you can continue to be of most good to the community. And so let's run down what your plan is with um, the new organization and what kind of issues you're focusing on.
1: Sure. So, um, a couple different buckets. So, one is just the dissemination of information. And one of the things that I've learned is that most residents here are reasonable, and um, we oftentimes will reach the same conclusions if we all have access to the same information. And a lot of times, the disagreements and um, the headbutting was because someone simply didn't know all the facts. And so one of our missions is just to get reliable information out there, just facts. So we put out a piece called, um, you know, understanding the budget. How does the budget work here in, in the county? So that's one broad bucket Um The second one is to look at best practices around the country, our uh, current legislation and proposed legislation, and what, you know, we don't necessarily need to reinvent the wheel all the time. What are other counties doing? Um, A lot of this is common sense, and so one of our mantras here is is bringing common sense solutions to local government. Um, Another broad area that we're keenly focused on is providing a voice for those most disadvantaged in Montgomery County. And one of the things that I quickly learned is, um, oftentimes it's the, the groups or the communities that have the most um, resources that get the, get the most out of government. And that certainly didn't seem equitable to me. So one of the things that you saw, um, perhaps in our press releases, we're gonna talk about racial equality with teachers in the schools and how our current student population isn't reflected in the faculty. And then lastly, Ryan, and the thing that I'm probably most excited about are the pilot programs that we're going to be running. I I spent a lot of time talking about um, things that we should be doing here in Montgomery County, whether they're incubators to spur small business growth, whether it's putting telemedicine in schools, and I could go on and on. And so we're going to be partnering with foundations to provide funding, as well as with the business community and so we'll be doing these things. And so I'll be on a much smaller scale than we would have been um, had, we, had I been elected. Nonetheless, it'll, it'll serve as um, a success story. And, and presumably we'll be able to go to our county executive and the county council and say, you know, the, the government should be putting more money behind some of these programs.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the seed stage incubator. This is a fascinating concept. And David, as a, you're, you were Montgomery County educated, you know, our public schools, you know, our higher education system, and you had a lot of hands-on contact with people who are products of Montgomery County schools. And I know that I I visited your office a couple of times. You had a lot of interns in there that were from um, Montgomery County community college, things like that. and, I'm 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 really fascinated by the the incubator program. Let's let's talk through this. And uh, what you're looking to do is it looks like partner with some businesses and the Greater Bethesda Chamber of Commerce that enables student startups and get them to make connections in our local business community. And I'm thinking, hey, listen, I got a 15 year old at at Wooten High School who's going to be a sophomore next year who is all, we're already well knee-deep in the the college exploration phase. This is a fascinating concept. How would all this work,
1: David? Well, so um, much of it is um, still being developed, but what you'll see come out of it will incorporate some, some broad themes. So one, um, mentorship. So providing these entrepreneurs with um, individuals they can talk to about how, how to start their business, how to run their business, how to get seed capital – that type of thing. Um, it's interesting that you you mentioned um, your son. Um, so internships, apprenticeships are also a really important part of this com- um, endeavor because, right. So sort of how do you you know how do you know how to act in business if you've never been in business? And then also right. many. Um, people are inspired to start their own companies when they see something, right? You, you, you're working at the pizzeria and you have an idea like, wow, I could do this a little bit differently and, and that's where these new ideas are spurned from. So mentors, internships, um, providing physical space. We're talking to university systems around curriculum and so how we can make sure that the right classes are being taught and whether that's an actual degree or could just be a certification uh, or certificate in entrepreneurship studies, um, also providing access to capital. So there, you might see some things, uh, either angel funding or some grants. We're uh, in discussions right now to have kind of a Shark Tank-like competition. So those are the, the, the key aspects of the program that you'll see come together.
0: And, David, thinking – how you would work with students? Would you be reaching out into Montgomery County Public Schools and to, as, as well as partnering with the school system to, to to, to launch this incubator
1: program? So it's, um, Ryan, it's it's more likely to be at the um, college level. So I was actually with the at the University of Shady Grove this morning. Um, we had a kickoff discussion with them about um, how we could bring entrepreneurship to the nine universities that are at USG. We'd want to have similar conversations with Montgomery College. So it's probably more on the college level, though the internship part of the program would be the public school system, would be working with um, Montgomery County Public Schools to help identify students that were looking for an apprenticeship program or an internship and then getting them um, into one of these businesses well
0: I, I I like the idea and I think that that will be just a massive benefit like you like you said you're a businessman yourself that students who want to get into the business world but just need that experience that that apprenticeship that understanding of really how things work about making budgets about payroll um, and about turning an idea into fruition and if you if the organization caps can provide that seed capital at least the foundation the education to make that happen just imagine how many new leaders and new businesses that we could create here in Montgomery County which leads me to my the next concept that you are discussing with caps is economic development and you talk on your website at capsmd.org one of the very first issue listed in the drop down menu is economic development and you talk about Montgomery County, lagging the re, lags in, re, in the region in job creation. It lags in the region in business growth and the job market is stagnant. This was a centerpiece, David, in your, your campaign for Montgomery County Executive. What do you hope to focus on with respect to policy to economic development?
1: Well, so the, it, it's the key, right? The economic development is that to, to fund all of the services that we expect here in Montgomery County, you need money to pay for it. So whether it's the infrastructure, the roads, the schools, um, health care, you know, I can go on and on. It starts with a healthy economy, and that's the generation of new businesses. And, I, you know, years ago, Ryan, I worked on a study with the Bipartisan Policy Center in Washington, D.C., looking at best policies for communities to spur small business growth. And one of the things that, you know, I discovered was, Virtually all net new job growth comes from small businesses. That large companies tend to, you know, hire, 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 then they do an acquisition and then they, you know, have layoffs. And so, so we really, if we want to have a healthy economy to fund the services that we expect here, um, it's going to start with small business growth. And so, the, 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 that's what's really behind the incubator. Like, how do we start, you know, a, a culture of entrepreneurship? Um, so that we can have, um, you know, the next Amazon or Google or Facebook get started here versus, you know, out west somewhere.
0: It was disappointing that ultimately Amazon chose elsewhere to – to to move their second headquarters um and look that we should be reaching out to these these big businesses and that that was also what you talked about when you ran for county executive about luring new businesses into montgomery county sustaining our tax base and alongside that issue david one of the issues um and one of the major problems that montgomery county is facing and has for some years is transportation and we it's currently a hot topic now in the in the news Interstate 270, 495, and whether to adopt the governor's plan or not, there is um, some, some pushback against that, but not only that, in addition, how can we uh, grow our transit and get less cars off the road and more people to work on time? So is, is CAPS going to focus on uh, the, the the transportation side of this?
1: So, so clearly there'll be an aspect that'll be focused on infrastructure and transportation. And, um, you know, I don't know you know we won't necessarily dive into the political debate on whether we should widen this road or that road or we should you know have toll roads here or there but but more broadly, we'll be looking at okay, what are the best solutions, right So we all know that the transportation industry is being turned upside down with you know the car sharing with you know, soon to be autonomous vehicles, um, smart traffic light systems. and so what are the things that um, we should be investing in? Um, so that you know you're not sitting on American Legion Bridge for 45 minutes, you're trying to get to Virginia for your job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a uh, a, a real life occurrence that happens every day. David, how how long have you been thinking about this? So after after um, you, you you came in second, and you even told Bethesda beat. Um, you know, you said that there's no pathway for when you come in second, but of course you started and launched um, what I think is a very positive community um, outreach that people can get involved. How long have you been thinking about this? Is this an idea that you've been swirling around your head ever since the campaign or did it come to you maybe, you know, earlier this year?
1: No. So it's probably, it, you know, fr- you know, it, it probably took us a good, well, probably took me you know, probably two months to come down from the election. You know, I think for the first eight weeks, um, I would find myself walking around the house at you know two or three o'clock in the morning, saying, "I should have done this. I could have done this." You know, why? and then, and then after that period, then it's like, "Okay, so what's next?" And so I would say the 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 meetings started really this fall, and I probably had I don't know I'll say forty or fifty meetings with kind of a lot wow. of the individuals that I'd met during the campaign, and it was like, "Okay, so how do how can I stay relevant, given that we've?" Um, have this following, we recognized this need. A lot of the policies that we were advocating for resonated, and um, we didn't want all that hard work to go to waste. And so this was really kind of the culmination of dozens of conversations, and then it took, I don't know, a couple months to hire staff and then develop the website and all of that. So it's um, probably maybe six months to, is a long way to answer your question um how has been coming together.
0: I'm looking at the, the advisory board, and you, you had some some heavy hitters on here. I mean, look, you have, uh, of course, your wife, <laughs> and yeah. um, Ke- Kelly Leonard, and uh, Jane Fairweather, and Rose Lee, and Chang Puck, and uh, Terry Learman. Um, and yeah. do, I, I, I think you have a a great composition for, for the board and some people that have been long invested into the Montgomery County community, but in addition who have um, provided some – actual tangible real life policy solutions to some of the issues that our community faces. So I, I, I think you're, you're clearly off to the right start. And I, I wanted to hit on one issue, David. Um, one is if you go to your website, again, it's capsmd.org. md.org. Uh, you talk about Maryland newspapers are on the decline, that they're disappearing. And as someone who is in the new media market and tr- uh, bringing local journalism to Montgomery county, this is a major concern how do you, how do you think that you um, can inspire maybe a resurgence in local media or at least additional coverage so people have the facts to make the right decisions when they go to the ballot box
1: well it's it's a huge concern and the the uh, it's unfortunate now that we don't really have um, a lot of great local resources and so many i think many of the residents of Montgomery County get their news from the Washington Post and and that's clearly is more of a national if not international paper today and so the a lot of the issues that um we talk about um with residents they believe it to be oh this isn't a local issue it's actually you know a national issue a state issue but in point of fact Things is basic. I mean, we talked about traffic, but even like the environment, right, is so mm-hmm. much dictated by local policies. even healthcare and how we're going to invest in public schools. This is all local. And so I, I don't know that um, if the newspaper industry will come back. I mean, the, the, it's clearly evolving rapidly. But what we can do is, through this council, is make information available. And so how can we be, when someone's looking for just the facts, Okay, here's well you know, here are the facts and, and reporting them so so individuals can make smarter decisions.
0: Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't give myself a shameless plug, and I think I, I try my best with the minor detail dot com to cover the executive race as best as I could and I always appreciate it you made yourself available to come on. And I that's that's my goal is to 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 use what I have as another local means for people to to find information that they might not other otherwise have, especially with the podcast which has really been taken off. Um, and so I, I, I appreciate that position. Um, David, is your work limited to just Montgomery County?
1: Well, it's, it's probably – I mean, the, 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 the focus will be Montgomery County, but, but there's issues that are state, um, state issues that we'll have to um, comment on. So you might have noticed a piece about just voting, right? So when you mm-hmm. think about making it easier to vote in Montgomery County, that's really a state issue. Um, transportation, right? You know, and some of the proposals that are coming out of Annapolis, much more of a state issue, are policies around alcohol. You know, state issue. So um, there'll certainly be a slant towards Montgomery County, but we'll touch on state issues as well.
0: And is this going to be now your full-time gig?
1: Yes. So the, <laughs> this, along with uh, this, along with um, my wife and I, have a family foundation, and so we – um, heavily involved in that as well in our philanthropic efforts. So the the two of those are keeping us, keeping me busy, I should say.
0: <laughs> yeah, you are a busy man. I I can imagine, especially with just launching this. So I, I have two final questions. In um, David, looking back at the the last five or six months of, of of Montgomery County, what is what is your take on how how are things going? In your opinion?
1: Well, if you're, I guess if you're. Leading to, you know, how's the, the new county council doing and the new county executive? I I was too soon to say, right? I mean, they've they've you know, been in office for, you know, you know, about six months or so, so it's probably too early to tell. I mean, from a, um, it, nothing seems to have changed, right? Over the last six months since the new county council's in, but it's too early to tell. I mean, let's let's, you know, it would be it would be um, wouldn't be considerate um, not to give everyone more time to drive the changes that we talked about on the campaign
0: well, that's fair enough and finally uh look and, and it might be betr- premature for me to ask this but it, look i i'm i cover politics and i'm i'm familiar with people and, and I, I i see that this is a great way to to launch a uh, a something tangible that people can 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 use to improve the community david is there another run in you for for elected office are you is that on your mind these days
1: so so Ryan this won't surprise you that you're not the first person to ask me uh, that
0: question yeah, I'm sure <laughs>
1: and now uh, and um, and the, so the the truth is I have no idea um, it's a family decision um, we haven't even um, reached the one year mark from the election and right now it's we're, we're keenly focused on this new organization and doing the best job we can you know, advocating for those um, that don't have a voice and suggesting policy solutions um, to make this a better place to live for all of us.
0: Well, 2022, there's a gubernatorial election and then there's a county executive race. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, David Blair's name were somewhere on the ballot, maybe in between one of those. David, um, congratulations on uh this new adventure uh i think that this is very positive for montgomery county's community and i'm excited to follow your research and your work and uh i i think that you and your team will will do uh some really good things so thank you for for coming on and it's nice to hear from you
1: uh, Ryan. so thank you it's always a pleasure talking to you and really appreciate you uh you covering local politics
0: well you bet and uh good luck and i'm sure we'll chat soon
1: Sounds good. Take care.
0: All right. Take care. All right. All right. Businessman David Blair, former Montgomery County Council candidate on launching CAPS. It's a It's the Council for Advocacy and Policy Solutions. You'll see on the front of his website that he uh, released a letter that he talks about how he arrived at the decision. It's a nonprofit organization. It's going to build and or rather bridge community and politics providing information and education on the impact of the current upcoming local and statewide legislation. So in addition to talking about policy, in addition to um, working in uh, with education and all the major local government issues, um, they're going to, to really be out there. It seems like inside of this, uh, inside of the community and hopefully work with, local leaders, state leaders, um, county leaders to to affect public policy. That's what it's all about. That's why – that is why we bring people on a minor detail to talk about solutions. And so I'm hoping that uh, this will be a great re- – and I'm sure it will be. David has um, – he's, he's an entrepreneur. He's an innovator, and uh, he certainly is an outside-of-the-box Thinker And look, he came 77 votes, 77 votes from, from beating um, current county executive Mark Elrich, and uh, I look forward to see what this organization produces. And I should say that in a Bethesda Beat article written um, earlier – I guess it was last week, rather um, – when they talked about David's new adventure here – county executive he's quoted to say that he was was attending this conference or on last friday and i guess he had he had not heard that david was starting to think tank think tank and um he said he wanted to wait until he learned more information about the organization before commenting quote without knowing who's in it and what they're thinking about it's hard to say i have to see who they've put in there and what they're setting out for a mission to ponder of course Mark Elrich he asked David Blair to join his his uh, transition team. However, Blair decided not to join, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see how David's new organization will counter some of the policy or at least some of the the initiatives that Mark Elrich ran. And I should I should say that during the campaign uh, last year. It got kind of ugly it and it it was a lot of misinformation, and David Blair is correct. There was significant misinformation that was tossed at David Blair, and the rapid response from his campaign could only go so fast, right i mean he he tossed out a lot of information um, to counter some of the uh, the the attacks that they launched especially from the outreach campaign and so uh david never went negative i want to point that out that while he may have responded some of the attacks he never responded in kind and he never attacked mark um many of his supporters did um but you know the campaigns in the past and david and is is look i i think this is this is going to be something that will be especially positive for this community. we got to talk about these big issues, economic development. We have to talk honestly and openly about Montgomery County's economy. It is stagnant. He's exactly right. The SAGE policy report that was released uh, earlier this year was a devastating blow, devastating for our community. We have a breakdown in our transportation system, and week 270 is constantly back up while – the governor proposed a plan. The county, Some members of the county council are griping at Hogan's plan, yet they're offering little in the way of alternatives, which is – that's frustrating. It's not partisan politics, folks. It's not partisan – it has nothing to do with that. It's about who has the best solutions so that we can get from point A to point B. So with that, I appreciate David Blair coming on. Check out CapsMD.org. You can contact them. You can get involved. You can donate. Find your legislators. It has an About Us section. You can check out members of the board, their principles, and the mission. So with that, I wish everybody a very happy Tuesday. My name is Ryan Miner. Please find my podcast and like it, subscribe to it on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Play. Please like it, download it, and spread the word about a Miner Detail podcast. We're covering news from all around the state. And uh, and if you are interested in a sponsorship yourself of a Minor Detail podcast, our rates are pretty low, folks. (laughs) It won't break the bank, I promise. Again, thanks for listening in, and uh, have a great day. You can subscribe to a Minor Detail podcast on iTunes, Castbox, Overcast, or any application where you listen to podcasts. Like a Minor Detail podcast on Facebook and follow the conversation on Twitter at AMD Podcast. If you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring a Minor Detail Podcast, please reach out to me at ryan at com. Thanks so much for listening.